we have certain restraints on the development of our society. This is actually what I would like to talk about today. And if we have a look at what is happening with uh, the whole development, how we progress as a society in general, well, we can see that, yes, we do live better than the royalty several hundreds years ago. Most of us, not everyone, unfortunately, but most of us, we have running water, electricity, and uh, for the most of part, yeah, food grows at the supermarkets, right? I mean, this can be uh, comforting that, yes, we do have these benefits of civilization, but we are not using the technologies that are already available today. And as we touched upon the electric trams in the 19th century, driving across busy streets, and we've seen antennas transmitting wireless electricity. This was more than 100 years ago, and we don't even see any traces. If it wasn't for the Alien Soul 28 on TikTok, we wouldn't even have these photos. I strongly doubt that uh, they had these fractal antennas just because of their architectural beauty. If you dig deep into these things like wireless transmission of energy, you will come across these uh, fractal antennas. And uh, this goes back to uh, pyramids in Egypt. And you could see drawings that resemble a lot these things. And they had this already. But why are we not using these technologies today? And I would like to expand on this topic, talking about why we have technologies such as 3D printing of uh, houses, fuelless generators. But why this is not implemented? What do you think? I think it's the mindset, you know, things, we only consider things important that we want to consider important. And whatever is not profitable is not even considered is in our mind as something we should pay attention to. When we have a technology that would improve lives of many, many people, but it's not profitable and all we care about is money, 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 profit, we don't even think about it this way. I was just taking a walk to the supermarket, to the grocery store tonight, and I was passing by the school. And I remembered this story, a friend of mine who moved from Eastern Europe to the US, and he went to school here. And he was so frustrated about kids just being like, you know, not so outdoorsy. And he was like, hey, kids, what are you doing after the school? Are we hanging out? Are we doing some fun stuff? And most of them were just like, no, we're just going home and just laying down in bed staring at the ceiling and he was shocked <laughs> he was like what the heck why are you aren't you hanging out and there are no places to hang out you know in eastern europe buildings they were built with certain standards of comfort life for people so there was a playground there was a yard there was a grocery store this this and that some football fields or soccer fields or there has to be a certain size between the buildings, between the streets, walkable streets. You cannot have the street and the building, the house right next to it. You have to have some distance with trees in between to lower the noise, to bring more shade in the summer. What we see in some cities where it was all about money, 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 let's put more housing here, let's build more uh, higher <laughs> buildings, let's build everywhere. They didn't think like, what about human comfort? Where are the kids going to play after school? And this is how we come into the society that's profit-driven society that does not consider human comfort as a value. In a twisted way, it does, because each one of us values our own comfort. So we're just thinking we're going to make enough money to move to the rich neighborhood where 
my kid's going to have enough space to play. The street's going to be clean and everything's going to be perfect. So everyone is living with this illusion of building a perfect future for himself or herself or themselves, but not trying to improve other people's lives. And this is kind of like that experiment. I don't know if you heard about it, but when they put a lot of balloons into the room and they had some names on it, right? So each participant, they had like a few dozen of them in there. They had to find their own names and none of them succeed when they were just searching for their own balloons with their own names. But when they told them you can change the rules and you can, whenever you find something, you're just yelling out the name and helping the person to get their balloon. That's when everyone found the balloon so easily. So we're talking about building a society in which each one of us thinking not only about improving their personal life, but actually contributing to the society and put it into our mindset that we have to build a society human-driven, right? Not profit-driven, but human-driven society. And when we start thinking like that, we're going to see, oh, wait, we have this technology that could improve human life. But at the same time, it can possess a threat to the income of those people who work in certain industry, which not going to be needed anymore if certain technology is introduced. So if we take humane approach to it, we would first take care of the people who work in the industry, make sure they are covered, all their needs are covered, they're not going to end up without the resources to sustain their living. And then we introduce the technology for the people. And this is exactly what creative society has been offering to do, because technologies do exist. We just do not use them for these very reasons. And Lex, I don't think there is a way out of it other than changing the whole format, you know? Oh, yeah. I am totally with you on this, uh, that changing something in one particular country or like some people, they're building communities on isolated islands or any other areas where they live uh, as they like. To a certain extent, this can maybe help, but this is only an illusion because you are still living on the same planet among the same other people. I love this example that uh, I, I never heard about uh, this experiment with the balloons. And uh, this shows that only together people can progress quickly or progress at all. This shows also that uh, we need to think about humanity as a whole. Even when we are talking about introducing these technologies, for example, free energy. The technologies exist and uh, we have plenty of proofs. We will link to some of the videos and articles in the show notes. People know how to use these, but we cannot implement them at the level of the planet. Why is this? As we discussed during the international online conference, Global Crisis, this already affects everyone. This was almost a year ago, July 24th, 2021. And we were talking on the topics of introduction of AI and fuel generators. The problem is that if we do it in this consumerist format of society, what will happen? Millions, if not billions of people will be left without means of existence, without jobs. This is something that is not openly stated. This is not openly stated, but this is something that we learned while preparing for the conference. And we talked with scientists. And I remember we were asking this question during the many interviews that we conducted. Do you see that science is being arrested in its development and why it is being done? I heard from several guys, really bright people and brilliant scientists, and they told me, look, it's not that science is being in some sort restrained in its development. 
but we cannot implement it because if today we launched these fuelless generators, let's say, imagine how many people are involved in extracting fossil fuels, refining oil, transporting everything else that depends on this energy the uh, brightest, let's say, philosophers of uh, 20th and 21st century, they wrote a lot on this topic. They are saying that this rate of accelerated development that we experienced during the past 100 years is due essentially to the extra amount of energy generated by the fossil fuels that we were using. Because Everything, trucks, cranes, and everything needed to build these um, massive infrastructures that uh, we have right now. It was possible because we had this energy. While this is true to some extent, we know that there are many other possibilities to get energy. But we are not using them. We, we started talking about this uh, in the previous episode. Guys, if you haven't listened, it, please do it because it was, it was a good one. <laughs> We touched upon Rockefeller, who insisted that Ford would build a, an internal combustion engine. This is like a hand that controls everything, because when you control the energy and the money supply that you use to buy this energy, well, you basically control the world. I don't think that it is possible to implement any of the technologies that uh, we've been talking about today, because we don't have the possibility to accommodate for people without jobs, without means to existence. Why would we continue doing the same things, the same menial tasks, while we could be doing something else and the machines would be doing the things that uh, we are doing by hand today, like building houses. We have the 3D technologies. If you look at Dubai, it's a constant construction site. For as long as I lived here, it was always in construction, always expanding. And people working sometimes three shifts, uh, I mean, 24 hours, three shifts of eight hours, and they're building, building, building. The buildings grow quickly, but it still takes years. And at the same time, we have in the downtown, we have 3D printed offices. I mean, they're small. They're not like tall buildings, but uh, they're already 3D printed. And we are not using this technology. Why? Well, because we have... This problem that where do all these people involved in construction, for example, will work? How will they survive? And why are we not looking at this from another perspective? That if we have everything that the machines can do, facilitate our lives, why just don't we do something else? Maybe explore space, real space. I mean, we are not talking about Mars. <laughs> I'm trying to wrap my mind around this. And the only outcome I can see if you continue in the same way is uh, we are not developing anymore. We talked about this also in the previous episode that we can't say that minor technological advances of the past years are something to be proud about. But if we change the format of society that values human life and not human labor for profit, then this will be interesting to everyone, even those who are profiting from the fossil fuel economy for the moment. Yeah, yeah. And those technologies you've been talking about, they already exist and they've been trying to implement them. Like, for example, Amazon has been trying to automate, fully automate the warehouses. So it cost about $2 million for Amazon to completely automate a warehouse and they just fire all the employees. And of course, it's very profitable for them. But then the scandal started and they were pushed to keep the employees and to stop using this technology. 
I understand. We don't have a solution. We're going to lay off a lot of people. They're going to stay without work and what's going to happen then. But on the other hand, this is how our technologies are just not being used to benefit human life. Why would people do repetitive hard labor that could be automated and done by machinery? Because if we would really, really want to automate warehouses and then do self-driving cars, not like right now when like, you know, a few companies by themselves trying to automate the cars. And there's a huge pressure for them not to do that because everyone understands when trucks are going to go autonomous, it's going to be a huge catastrophe. It's a number one job in most of the American states as a driver. So once cars are automated, it's going to be a catastrophe for economy because how to sustain such a huge number of people, nobody knows. And again, this is the only way to change it is to build a new format of society. Even in the current consumerist society, most of the people who are deeply involved in automation, they've been talking about this thing that universal basic income will be introduced because 95 to 99% of the jobs will be automated and replaced by machinery. People will be not needed anymore. And we're talking like about years, decades. If we really, really want it, we could have it by the end of next decade. But the biggest problem is not how to sustain the level of living because people still can receive the UBI, but it's the psychological problem because most of the people have this perception of themselves as a specialist in certain field. And the first thing they ask after what's your name is what do you do? If you don't have a job to do because everything's automated, then you're going to have a serious problem in the consumerist format of the society. The only way to contribute to the society is to have some kind of a job. Specifically, Elon Musk has been saying a lot about how much we have to create rules and legal field for AI before the technology takes over. Because once it's there, it's going to be too late. Whoever comes up with the AI technology first, like real AI, they're going to take over the tremendous amounts of economy without even notifying anyone because we don't have a legal rules for the technology that does not exist yet. That's what Elon Musk and even Bill Gates have been advocating for that. And for a very specific reason, they are the ones who invest in a lot of money into this technology and they know the threats. I believe one month after our last year's conference, Global Crisis, this already affects everyone, on which we disclosed and showed in details how exactly AI is going to take over. Less than a month after that, the Silicon Valley company OpenAI, founded by Elon Musk, shows its algorithm, which does whole coding thing just by accepting verbal commands from a person who doesn't have to code at all. When I shared this info with my colleagues at work, they were like, yeah, 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 wait, what? And that's when they realized they're going to be replaced within years after this technology is developed because you don't have to code anymore. You just say, I want a program that's going to be a computer game and you describe it and it does all the coding. And if something doesn't work the way you want, you just give it more detailed description and it does everything. So people who are in the industry, they know about it. They've been trying to say it out loud, but people just not listening. I don't know what is it, but mass media did not pick up this news. We do not hear about it. I don't understand why, honestly, because it's such a huge, big deal that's really going to affect everyone. This information could cause mental pressure. 
you know, the more I think about all these things, things that could be automated tens of years, decades ago, we are doing, continue doing them by hands, by our own hands, just to do it. And I had this analogy that uh, just came, you know, it looks like we're doing some work that's totally unnecessary just to keep us busy, but to slow down our development. Like in the same way, when you mine Bitcoin, all the rigs are doing these totally unnecessary calculations that are called proof of work just to slow down the creation of new Bitcoins. We are somehow doing the same, acting as human Bitcoin mining rigs. This world is really fractal and we can see similarities everywhere. It's like, you know, you have the dishwashing machine in your kitchen that can work, but you are still hiring someone to wash the dishes for you because otherwise this person would not have the means to existence and they wash the dishes by hand. And this is what we are doing with our whole life. It's crazy. Why don't we just gather and say, guys, we need to change this? We've been saying that everybody's thinking that there's going to be a government that's going to solve problem of climate change and like and wealth of AI. Somebody has to take care of it. Somebody has to take care of the people. But government really doesn't. And there was this example with monkeys. Uh, if there are monkeys in the cage and the flood is coming, the leader is not going to let them out because his pride, his authority over them is more important than anything else, even the survival instinct. But if you're going to give a key to a small monkey, they're going to let the rest of the monkeys out, but they're not going to become a civilization. They're going to stay the same group of monkeys and they're going to have a new leader and they're going to have the new dictator over them. And this is where we are as a humanity right now. We expect that leader or some government or organization is going to take care of us. It really does not seem like that. It seems like our leaders are just as confused as we are and nobody understands how to get out of this crisis. Oh yeah, they're just like uh, this uh, little monkey, little insignificant monkey once it gets the keys <laughs> from the cage, it becomes a leader and then everything repeats. It would be really sad if we stayed at this level of development as a civilization and continued to get everything only for a group of well-off monkeys. And this also concerns, for example, the development of AI, just going back to what you were, were talking about previously. And I can't stop thinking that this is for the same reason that we are not using technology with the goal to benefit the society as a whole, but everyone is competing we see that this doesn't work, doesn't work well for us as a society. Why is that? Well, there are plenty of reasons. As the first example with the names of the people, that if we are not helping each other to progress, then we are not progressing. We are just, everyone is looking for his own ball and never finding it. Exactly. And you know, people are getting really desperate when they realize that nobody is uh, planning to even take care of them, not their governments. They just don't know how. As you rightly said, this whole system is not going to fix itself. When the whole system is doing unnecessary stuff just to keep you dependent on the energy or money or whatever, we are restricting the development of the system ourselves. And the main takeaway is that we need to really wake up and see that there are plenty of possibilities that can be already used and implemented today that can save and improve lives of everyone on this planet. And we are not using them. 
because there is power and profit that really rule everything. And once we get away from this idea that whoever who has the most toys wins, then we will be able to look in another direction and see that together we can do much more and everyone will benefit even more than we can imagine today. We just need to understand this, that only together we can progress as a humanity and become a civilization that we are not even close to today. To